it isn't just something that I enjoy, although I enjoy it. It isn't just something that makes me feel like I'm in the right place doing the right thing, but it does. It's, it's, it keeps me close to the mission of the school. I think that, I think that for me, I never set out to be a university president, college or university president. It wasn't on my radar screen. It wasn't a career goal. It wasn't a trajectory that I saw for myself. Um, I'm the president at Cairn University, not because I want to be a president, but because it's Cairn University. You're listening to the Cairn 10 podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. This is Nate Womble, Director of Alumni Relations at Cairn University, and what you're hearing is something entirely new, I think, out of the university and the alumni office. This is a response to some suggestions our alumni have made to try to come up with some new ways of reaching out to those who have graduated from the university and to do that in a way that might be more accessible to them while they're maybe running or walking the dog or mowing the lawn, that sort of thing, and they can take a little Karen University with them wherever they're going. And so for each of these uh, episodes, we will bring you inside the university with a, a special guest and be trying very hard to keep this right around 10 minutes. So for our first episode, we have a very special guest, probably the best guest that we could have to kick off a podcast like this. And that would be our university president, Dr. Todd Williams. Thank you for joining us, Todd. Thank you. It's good to be here. One of the things I wanted to be sure that we do on this podcast is to try to tell stories and talk about some things that people will not be able to hear any other place and will really bring them inside the university. So uh, in thinking about this, Todd, I was thinking about a story you told at one of our recent events, which, by the way, was a great event. The hymn sing, mm-hmm. and we already have a date for the next hymn oh, sing, great. April sixteenth, twenty sixteen. So mark your calendars; you'll see some information about that. Um, but I remember you making a comment about our university hymn before we sang that, and uh, that was related to commencement. Can you tell that? Sure. Um, we sing the university hymn a lot at Cairn. Uh, we uh, start off every year in the convocation with it. We use it in the faculty staff prayer services. Um, we sing it at almost every official event, and we sing it at commencement. Uh, and that day I was introducing the hymn for the hymn sing, uh, and there were a lot of alumni who were uh, in the room that day. And uh, the one thing that strikes me about the university hymn, it, it's a very long-standing piece of our history. It's a great tradition, but it also speaks to who we are and what matters most to us. And for me, it's always been meaningful um, I don't really recall when I started it. I think it was back in the 90s when I was uh, the dean, my undergraduate dean, and on the platform during commencement, where we would sing uh, the university hymn and um, at, the, at the close of the commencement service uh, ceremony. And I think it happened one year just spontaneously. Uh, at that time, I was in the classroom a lot. I'm still in the classroom now, but, but a lot more then. And I remember looking out and making eye contact with a student while we were singing the university hymn. And then looked over, made eye contact with another student, and then another student, and then another student. And um, by the time I got half a dozen or so deep in it, I couldn't finish singing the hymn. I mean, there's a connection with the students that's very personal. The the university hymn really does sort of uh, sum up a student's experience here, celebrating the faithfulness of God, his grace to them as students and our institution. And it's just a very meaningful way for me to connect with students personally. I work... um, on the platform now to intentionally make contact with as many of the graduates as I can while we're singing to him. We have three verses. Of course, I know it by heart and memory. I don't need the 
text anymore. Neither do they uh, appropriately mm-hmm. and, and encouragingly. So it's an opportunity for me to make a final personal connection with them. Uh, and, you know, we catch one another smiling at one another. And uh, sometimes there are tears with students that you're closer to and others that you know have really had a struggle during their time and particular trials in their life that the Lord brought them through and and a very clear sense of celebration and appreciation. But for me, it's a very personal connection with the students to be up there and do that. And I think they've gotten wise to it. Uh, I think that someone <laughs> might see someone peering around the head of the person in front of them uh, or, or looking while they're singing, trying to see if, if we can catch one another's eye. And, and uh, it's really become it's a very special time for me on the platform. I, commencement is always bittersweet. Uh, and uh, when we get to the end of the ceremony and we start singing that hymn, it's just really a special time for me personally and, and uh, I think for, for the graduates as well. Yeah, so I relayed that to the alumni at that hymn. Yeah, that was great. It was great. A lot of people listening to this have had you as a professor. Uh, many have gone through with you in various roles, but as you mentioned, you still teach classes now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I remember having you as a student mm-hmm. and uh, the personal interaction that was always a hallmark in your classroom even back then. Mm-hmm. I remember being in your home several times for Bible studies with you and Dawn. Um, how would you say as president now that has continued to be an important factor to you? And you know, there's all different kinds of university presidents mm-hmm. and how they conduct themselves and what, what is most important to them. But it seems to me, and you can speak to this, that that student interaction is still really, really essential to you. I I think um, that if I didn't have that, I would not enjoy my work nearly as much as I do. And I probably would be a different kind of president. I think that that, um, the, the connection with the students... It isn't just something that I enjoy, although I enjoy it. It isn't just something that makes me feel like I'm in the right place doing the right thing, but it does. It's, it's, it keeps me close to the mission of the school. I think, that, I think that for me, I never set out to be a university president, college or university president. It wasn't on my radar screen. It wasn't a career goal. It wasn't a trajectory that I saw for myself. Um, I'm the president at Cairn University, not because I want to be a president, but because it's Cairn University. And... Uh, for me, it is being at a place where I believe so strongly in the mission and vision, and I believe in what is accomplished here. And I, it's just, it is very personal for me, and the connection with the students is essential to that. Um, when they asked me to be the undergraduate dean back in the 90s, I remember telling uh, Dr. Babb at the time that I would, I would do it, but I had no intention of coming out of the classroom that, that I wanted to teach. And I, I think I taught almost a full-time load um, in those early years, the first few years when I was academic dean, just because I didn't want to let go of that. Uh, and even now, whenever I make noise about whether or not I can carry it out, uh, and do it well enough with my schedule the way it is and the travel and the other things that press upon you in this position, my wife is actually the first one to say, oh, no, 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 you got to be in the classroom. You got you have, We have to keep you in the classroom. Um, and so to a certain degree, I mean, she makes a sacrifice as well because now a lot of times that's an evening class. Um, I teach almost every semester, at least one time a year, sometimes both semesters, and I just really enjoy that. And for me, it is about staying close to the students, staying close to the mission of the school. I enjoy teaching. It is very personal for me. We're not an institution where faculty members teach and leave. I interview every faculty member um, for the university, and, and uh, I ask questions, of course, and I want to ascertain whether they're a good fit, but it's my time to talk to them and to say, this is who we are, this is the vision, this is what a faculty member's life is like here, and a big part of that is personal interest in and investment in the students. That was always part of 
what I was doing here, and I want all the faculty members to do the same. And so we have that as part of our ethos at the university, and I think it's, in, it's just sort of part of who I am and why we're here. You're a graduate yes, Karen University, and uh, most of the people listening to this are graduates of Karen University. I'm wondering, what was it about your time here as a student that made this place so mm-hmm. special for you? Yeah. Well, I, I've told the story uh, uh, quite a bit because I transferred from someplace else, as you did. And, um, you know, I came here expecting far too little. I came here thinking I was going to be at a place where I would get a chance to study the Bible, and I did get a chance to do that. But I came here expecting far too little, and what I got was a really great education that prepared me not just to know the Bible, but to think biblically. And that was driven by some faculty members who were committed to doing that, and faculty members who took a personal interest in me. I was a married student. I was a little older. I had some friends. I wasn't deeply involved in the community. I didn't live in the dorms. Um, I was working two jobs, sometimes more. Um, my wife was working. and um, But uh, the experience for me was that, that I learned to take seriously the Scripture, but not just for its own sake, but sort of what the implications are for life and work and faith. And that was big for me. I think I grew here spiritually and personally in a very profound way. Right. You have a direct line to our alumni right mm-hmm. here. What would you like to say to them? I would like to say that you know we <clears throat> we value the alumni and want them to be more engaged with the university. I think now is the time. We're in our second century with a new name, with a refreshed vision, but the same things at the core. And we need them to be interested and engaged, to want to support and be an encouragement to us. We want to be the same with them. We want a relationship with the alumni to encourage our students, to hire our students, to invest in our students, to to be present at events and activities and to generate a kind of energy that will help us move forward as an institution. These are really exciting days at Karen and I want them to be a part of it. Indeed. Right. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for joining us and thank you alumni for listening. Uh, We'd like to listen to you as well. So if you have any questions or comments on this particular podcast, you can send us an email. You can reach me at alumni at karen.edu. Uh, and also make suggestions if you'd like to hear different types of guests, ideas you have, questions you'd like to see considered, uh, please let us know and certainly visit our website as well, karen.edu slash alumni to get to alumni-specific links, events, and things of that sort.